Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to Gambling with Gold, episode 69. We are talking about the national championship game between Rock Chalk, Kansas, and the North Carolina Tar Heels, fresh off of taking Duke out of the tournament and sending Coach K packing. With me today is Jeff Hasley, who works for Champions Round. He's my video editor. He's my go-to guy at Champions Round, and he's a big North Carolina fan. So happy to have him on the show to break down the national championship tonight. Uh, Jeff, how you doing? I am good. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to tonight's game and uh, the craziness that was the semifinal. So, Jeff, you live in North Carolina. You've been a Tar Heel for a long time, I assume? Uh, yes, a long time. I, I, I moved to the Carolinas. I actually live in South Carolina. It's close enough, though. Uh, <laughs> but um, I moved to the Carolinas in 1997 and really kind of solidified my fandom then. Uh, but still, that's, that's still a long time. So I've been through a lot. That my my cousin went to Chapel Hill. So that's what kind of got me uh, involved with with the Tar Heels and uh, just kind of stuck. So 25 years. So your first year as a Tar Heel was, was VC and Antoine Jameson or is that right for you? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I mean, I followed them and I knew who they were and all, you know, but that would be yes. Around the time when I really started to dig deep. All right. So why don't we start with this? So North Carolina, obviously great game against Duke, everything that we could have wanted and more Uh, the last, I don't know, the last 12 minutes were absolutely insane. It would have been even better if the refs would have swallowed their whistle a little bit, uh, kind of ruined some of the game flow, but we still got an incredible game. UNC comes up clutch at the end. I just want to know what the reaction in the Carolinas was, just like the the overjoy and how much this that game was worth versus like how many national championships would you trade for having these two moments, the one at Cameron and then this one in the final four to send K packing. Yeah, I mean, those are obviously good moments. But, uh, and I think I can speak on behalf of Duke fans as well, as this was going back and forth, almost like it came down to a coin flip on this. It literally did, because you're thinking in, in one sense, you know, this is all we need to do to uh, to win the game and to, uh, you know, obviously move on, get the uh, 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 Coach K out, you know, so you have that whole uh, – uh, that, that whole process, right? So I was thinking, gosh, if they, if they win, if they lose, I really, I was so on the edge. I didn't know what was going to happen. And, you know, looking back at the last three, three minutes and 30 seconds, three minutes and 32, I think it was, uh, Duke had six free throw attempts in that time, and they only made two. And Carolina had eight free throws, and they made six in, the, in that time frame. And I think that kind of, there's so much that if you look back at the free throws, hitting the free throws was the story of the game. And, and also too, when Caleb love, Caleb love had, I think it was a two point lead at the time. And he needed to hit some free throws to you know get the lead up to four. I think this is what it was. It was a one and one. So if he didn't hit that, then Duke gets the ball back down two with the chance to tie with, uh, I think there's 20 seconds left or so at the time, but he didn't, he got both of them. And got that four-point lead again, and uh, they missed the three, and that was it. Um, 
so much going on. Uh, as, a, as a Carolina fan, I was obviously elated that they won. But, I mean, it could have, it literally could have gone either way. It could have. And then we'd be talking all about Duke right now. Yeah, well, I'm, for one, I'm happy that we're not. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that we got the Coach K retirement party. I'm glad UNC put it out. It made for a way better story from my end. Uh, and I just thought it was a, a great game, really well played by North Carolina. I thought that Hubert Davis actually outcoached Coach K down the stretch. It seemed like all of his guys believed in them. And the ability for North Carolina to not waver when Baycott goes down with the ankle yeah. injury. Now, I, I think they knew, based on seeing him run down the hallway and back, that he was going to make it back at some point. And I loved his when he's checking back in. Someone asked him, how are you doing? He's like, eh, F it, whatever. <laughs> I, I just love that attitude. It's like, this is this is the game of your life. Who cares if the ankle's broken for the national championship? I have to play the next four minutes. He ended up fouling out two minutes later. But I, I felt like the momentum of him coming back in the game meant a lot and gave a lot of confidence to Caleb Love and Manic. I mean, those two guys, I know Manic had a terrible game, but the quarter three that he made, I felt it, the entire game shifted on that, uh, that three. And then Caleb Love, I mean, the guy's putting himself square into like a top five pick in the NFL, or sorry, my brain's on the NFL draft, the <laughs> NBA draft conversation. Uh, he was absolutely awesome. And he's had three halves in this tournament that you're just like, is this the best player like in the country? Yeah. Are he we not bananas. sure? Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, he he uh he absolutely took the game over when needed in those three different halves. And without that, Carolina is not in the position where they are. They don't beat UCLA. They probably don't beat Baylor. You know, um, and of course Duke. So those are those are two or three big big halves that he absolutely came through for the team. All right, so I want to play a little clip here that you sent to me. From the game, this is the moment where Coach K, in your in your words, realized that death was coming. It was it was coming. Uh, so this is the foul where they realize it. They wanted an and one, not an and one. They have to take the two free throws. And uh, his look on the sidelines is uh, quite special. So let's go ahead and try to play this right now. The foul ends in. Oh, they wave off the basket. They're going to say early. I think it's the right call. I, yeah, at this right. point in time, I, I thought that it was an and one. I was convinced. And then the replay shows here, right here, that it's on the ground. Off the bounce drive and right there. Oh, so close. It is it's closer so close. than, than you give him credit yeah, for. No question. Um, this is, this is I can see how some refs could have called that the other way. But, this is on the oh, floor. boy. And, and this, is, though, this is the UNC kid who was the sixth man who was in for Baycott who hadn't played the entire second half to that point. And you could just see that coach K just on the side, just like, no, we need this extra point right now. Yeah. I'm going to go home with my wife looking all sad on the back <laughs> of a golf cart, looking like urban Meyer. The only thing that was missing was a sad pop of John's pizza. Yeah. I mean, well, they're, they're down three at that point. They need a three. They can only get two. They wind up only getting one because he, he, he actually, no, wait. Yeah. Yes, I believe they made one of those free throws. I think it was one, yeah. Isn't that right? Um, so, yeah, that was that was critical. And you could see his look on his face was like, uh, oh, no. Because then they have to foul. Uh, and then there's more free throws coming. Carolina's a very good free throw shooting team. And it was just uh, – that was the writing on the wall, I think. And, and it's kind of like his look of – you know, uh, yes, no, oh, no. You know, it's uh, – 
it's it's uh, heartbreak for Duke fans and it's elation for Tar Heel fans. So now the Tar Heels have to come back. I'm sure that Paycott's uh, ankle is it can't be good. Two days later, I'm sure he's going to be limping around a lot, but hopefully, you know, ice rest, probably some sort of cortisone shot in there to make him feel better. And he's been absolutely dominant on the glass. I mean, another 21 rebounds against Duke. You're going to yeah. need that versus Kansas. So. In terms of the gambling line, it's North Carolina plus four and a half, minus 115. They are plus 155 on the money line. Kansas coming back at minus 190, and the total is at 151 and a half right now. Personally, like I, I think that North Carolina definitely has a shot. They definitely have the athletes uh, and the star caliber to go up against Kansas. Kansas has been, their last three halves have just been absolutely lights out. And to that point, they've looked terrible in the tournament before then. Abaji finally gets going against Villanova, but that Villanova team was way outmanned and outgunned in that one. So I'm interested to see if North Carolina can actually, if Love and Davis are going, I personally think that they have a really good shot to win this game. But I also think nerves are going to get really tight tonight. I love the under first half here, 71 and a half, and I love the under. I bet it already at 152. Uh, How do you see this game kind of going? Well, uh, I actually like this matchup a lot better for Carolina than I do against Duke. I think they don't necessarily really have to deal with that much of a, of a big guy. Well, two big guys, right? And Bancaro as well as Williams. And um, Kansas, I think they're going to they're gonna put Leaky Black, their best defender, on Obaji. And, uh, I mean, it's, if, if he can kind of limit him to his big point totals and if Brady Manick can get free because – Manic's not necessarily going to have that much of a, de- uh, a defensive type of game that he needed to have against Duke, right? So I, I think his his involvement is going to be a little bit more uh, in this game, and and if he if he can shoot well, I think that's in their favor. Um, and then R.J. Davis and Caleb Love are are like the X factors. Which one of them is going to take off? We've seen Love do it, of course. We've also seen R.J. Davis put up thirty points in this tournament. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit biased, but I think that line should be a little bit lower, uh, like, you know, one, one and a half, something like that. I think it's going to come down to the end, and it might actually be, I'm, we might be surprised with a big Carolina win. Um, again, that sounds really biased, but I just think that the, they slayed the dragon in Duke, you know, it's kind of like the, the uh, 1980 U.S. hockey team where they beat <laughs> Russia, and then they had to play Finland, for the gold medal game. Right. And they, they beat them. The big game was beating Russia. And the big game here is beating Duke. Hopefully they'll have the, uh, their nerves with them and, and they'll be able to handle that. But uh, I mean, if they can get up for that game against Duke, which is a, a nerve wracking game, surely they can get up for, for this. And, and the only kind of downside that I see on, on their end really is Baycott and how effective he can be. And then again, uh, what Brady Manick might be able to do with his chances, because I think he'll have a little bit better of a time in this game against Kansas rather than against what he had to face against Duke. I mean, Manick against Duke, he had to guard Ban- Bancaro, which is just an absolutely terrible matchup. Manick is not a good defender at all, and having to spend that much mental energy trying to deal with that, it was actually surprising that he was effective as effective offensively as he was. Now, the, the stat line might not be great, but we all know he hit three giant threes in that game, including the last one. So, so an impressive performance by him. I don't understand how he's a 70% free throw shooter. 
if he's that good from deep, like yeah. just focus a little bit more. I'd, I'll never understand that one. Um, I think that the, the point that you bring up about USA Finland is interesting. I kind of equated it to when the Red Sox beat the Yankees yep. in 04 came back. Yeah. And then, so like, that's your championship, right? Then you have to go play the Cardinals and some teams think, Oh, this is the cherry on top. Like, or do we even care? And then the other part is like, okay, maybe we just got through our dragon. This is cakewalk on the way out. And maybe North Carolina yeah. comes out and just wins by 20. Like you said, I, I don't know where this team is. Uh, it seems like after the game, like they celebrated, but they weren't like, Oh my God, like crown us now. They, I don't, it didn't seem to me like they thought that they had won their national championship yet. Uh, yeah. I, I remember hearing in a, a press conference or maybe it was an interview after the game that Huber Davis pretty much told his team, go celebrate, go celebrate, have fun, enjoy it right now. You know, almost as if it's kind of like one of those things where you win a big game. Hey, let's take our, let's take Monday off for practice. We'll see you again on Tuesday. Um, yeah. I kind of think that that's, that's how he treated it. And, you know, I don't think there's any, uh, um, you know, bad luck here, you know, where you, you, you touch the trophy before you win it, you know, kind of thing. But um, I, it's, I'm looking forward to this game because it, it, it's, uh, I think it's a good matchup for Carolina and, and the way that they're playing right now and they're in, and the, all of the involvement that they have, they don't really have a strong bench at all. So it's going to have to come from their starters. And uh, I guess that, uh, I mean, the, the toughest big man assignment is what McCormick or yeah, Wilson. McCormick. McCormick was really good against Villanova, but Villanova didn't have anyone taller than basically I am. So Carolina is one of these big, you know, in the paint type of teams. They can either drive or they can, they can post up and, if that's working for him and if they can hit some outside threes and, and uh, get some open shots, I mean, who knows? We're all speculating here, but I mean, I can totally see something like that happening and where they, where they dominate the paint. I, so. I'd be interested to see how Carolina defends the three. They've been up and down at points during the tournament. Some teams have gotten hot against them like Baylor in the second half, mm-hmm. but They've done a pretty good job overall. Now you go up against Abaji was lights out against Villanova. Uh, Braun obviously hit a couple insane threes. And I anticipate that he'll have probably a big night tonight. Actually, on a player prop side, I love his over 12 and a half points. It's the only one that I'm going to bet for the entire game. I think that he's the one who's actually going to have a really good game tonight against UNC. Uh, ooh, as I see say this, the under has gone down in the first half, now down to 70 and a half. So I'm glad I already put in that bet. How about um, that? How about that? I'd like to see that. Um, it's going to be a really tight game. I agree with you. I think it's going to come down to the last possession. I really want North Carolina to win. Not because just because I want you to be happy, but, but because <laughs> I don't, it's, I, you know, growing up, growing up as a kid, when I did, UNC meant something. And, you know, I, I think it's the MJ thing. And then you get into like when I was talking about the VC, VC played it, UNC when I was, eight or nine like how is it you have to be uh into unc at that point so uh i'm kind of rooting for north carolina i think that they have the guys to get it done i think a lot of it comes down to how effective can baycott be and can he stay out of foul trouble because if he's in foul trouble or if he's not 80 percent of himself yeah kansas could just roll through they are so good remember this is the team that has the fundamentally sound they're like villanova in a lot of ways yeah they're, the they're not going to turn the ball over much. 
Yeah, they're the number six offense in the country, and they have faced the number one toughest schedule of defenses in the country. So it tells you a lot about them. They can get it done on both sides of the court. Um, I think it'll be a really interesting game. Yeah, they're not going to roll over. Uh, Carolina might have one of their really good games like they did against Marquette. Uh, where they just, you know, overblow the opponent, but hit by hitting threes, having a high percentage of shots that uh, that fell outside of the paint. Um, but yeah, like I said, Kansas is not a team that's just going to roll over and they're going to be defensively fundamentally sound. And like you said, their offense is strong. It should be a good game. It should be a good game. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And, and this is such a great story for Hubert Davis. I mean, is this not oh, yeah. necessarily like the best ever performance by a rookie head coach it's up there in especially college basketball given, especially given where you guys were in like mid-january they, they lost well, to kentucky by 20 something uh they yeah. they lost to Pitt. um you know a few other big big losses as well i mean it uh, they, they found themselves they definitely found themselves and i think coaching has a lot to do with that but the players kind of coming through knowing their roles and executing, and uh, that's exactly what we've seen, with the exception of losing. Uh, would they lose to Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament? They've yeah. been, they've been lights out lately. I mean, they're seventeen and three over the last twenty. So since like mid February, they've been insane. That's that was the day that Manic came into the starting lineup. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, you can take that how how you want it, but he's certainly been effective, and their rotations have worked off of him being in there. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with. You know, Caleb Love, he was a freshman. Now he's got the, you know, he's got the keys to the city. He's got the reins and he's taking advantage of it. Yeah. And I mean, we're putting the cart before the horse here, but what's he going to do in terms of his draft eligibility? Is he going to return? I, I think he's gone. I I don't think there's any way he comes back at this point. He's been so money in the turn. Like I said, yeah. I think he was a guy who was midseason, probably maybe a top 20 pick if you want to come out. Now you're looking at like, okay. He's tall. Yeah. He, he can handle the ball, plays good defense. He's clearly got the heart of a champion. You're saying that he's not going to be like a top seven pick. He, yeah. He's that's tough know, to turn I, down. I just, I just hate to see, I, I hate to see kids leave early for the NBA when they're not ready. Is he ready? Probably. I mean, his stats are, sh are saying that. And, and of course the, the, uh, the timing is perfect for him. So yeah. Anyway, he's been, he's been awesome. All right. Uh, why don't we head out of here with this? Official prediction and uh, game MVP. Oh, geez. Uh, man, I think this might be Brady Mannix game. I, I, I'm going to call him the MVP. I think he has over 20 points, and uh, I think Carolina wins by four. Wrong team favored. Carolina wins by four as opposed to Kansas. Um, Roy Williams will be happy either way which is kind of a nice little send off there on his end there. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to say Carolina wins and Brady Manick is the MVP. All right. Uh, screw it. Whatever. I mean, I <laughs> deep this down, you're supposed I, to go the opposite side, right? Jason? Well, deep down, I, I think that Kansas is going to win. And I actually picked Kansas uh, before the tournament to win. And I'd win a little bit of money in my uh, bracket pools if that happens. But I don't want to get in front of the freight train, man. Like, do you go with the hot team? It reminds me of UConn. Like these UConn yeah. teams that just come out of nowhere and are just like, yeah. You don't want to get in the way. They might be playing better teams, but UNC's played better teams at least twice in the tournament, if not three times. Yeah, I, I like, mean the UCLA game. I thought, well, number one, I picked UCLA to win that game. 
Yeah. And that was a tight game again until the end. Um, and Baylor could have gone either way. However, if Manic doesn't get that foul, yeah, we're, we're probably not even talking about it. But yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Yeah, I interrupted you. No, no you're good. Uh, I think North Carolina wins 70 to 68. And I'm giving the MVP, I think, RJ. I think it's going to be RJ's night. Wow. I just, okay. I don't know why. I, I'm having flashbacks to the Baylor game where he just comes out lightning. It was Caleb Love's game last game. Now it's RJ's game. He gets it done. So 70-68, tight game, RJ Davis, uh, MVP. Hey, there you go. I mean, and, and the t- if you just look at the team between Baycott, RJ Davis, uh, Caleb Love, and um, uh, Brady Manick, those four guys, and then Leaky Black is their defensive glue, right? And he can he comes through every now and then. But those four guys are capable of scoring 20, 24, 25, 30 points in a game, either one of them. So, shoot, if, uh, if, if they could get solid contributions from multiple players of those that I just mentioned, then they've got a, a really good chance. But keep in mind, there's another team playing. It's going to be an absolutely electric game. I can't wait for it. Jeff, good luck. Uh, I hope that you have a great night. I hope that you get to celebrate and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, We also, before we head out, uh, we have a podcast on Wednesday for our master's bets. That'll be uh, awesome. I can't wait to get into that with uh, Spencer Aguiar. And we also have two seven stakes contests that are going up for the masters that will be up sometime later on Monday. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Jeff, until next time, It has been a pleasure talking to you. Again, good luck, and we will uh, see you later. All right.